Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode.
Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast with busy business owners and leaders in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm sharing a rambly personal development update. In today's episode, I discuss the method I use to reflect on whether my actions are in alignment with my goals, how being intentional with how you use your time and energy is key to progress, and how calling yourself out on your own bullshit is actually a really vital skill in life and business. Of course, I'm sharing all of this from a place of discussing all things inner work with the objective of helping you feel empowered and reassured that you're totally not alone. So if you're tuning in today, please click subscribe and don't forget to tag me in your social media platform of choice with where you're listening from and what your key takeaways have been. Let's dive straight in. Because I do a bit of a personal monthly roundup for myself, I thought it would be useful for me to share that with you too. Um, One of the things that I've noticed about sharing things with my own mentor is the impact of sharing your challenges out loud. It is a massively powerful personal development tool and so hopefully in me sharing some of my challenges out loud and some of my own growth and priorities and challenges, it's not only going to be relatable and hopefully helpful for you, But I also feel like there's a lot of advice and support available in the personal development world on how to develop and how to grow and how to create change, but possibly not as much support um, or just noise available in dealing with the emotional inner turmoil at times that comes along with the journey. I do think that there's value in exploring and sharing some of the struggles in the journey. I think that when we only see the outcome of other people's development, it can definitely feel a little bit alienating and a little bit discouraging. And I suppose it can drive us away from wanting to do the actual real work, which feels challenging and sometimes embarrassing and hard and a little bit lonely, I suppose. So the actual initial reason that I even created this podcast is to help leaders feel like they're not alone in the way that they're feeling because often they look around and they compare their own inner feeling to someone else's outer results and therefore in doing that they're not considering the messy mush that that other person probably isn't sharing about their journey but probably definitely went through to arrive at the next level that they got to and I noticed that with a lot of leaders they don't feel comfortable sharing their own growth journey because being a leader a lot of leaders feel like they should look like they know it all and they shouldn't demonstrate their flaws and they should have it all together. And therefore, that's one of the reasons why sometimes leaders struggle to cultivate teams with a growth mindset because they struggle with that themselves. Um, I digress. The point is, I want to share the shitty, uncomfortable, silly, awkward bits with you monthly. (laughs) That's what I want to (laughs) do. And it'll be a bit rambly and probably not very structured. So if that's what you're after, then this episode probably isn't for you. But without further ado, I am going to dive straight in. I don't typically buy into the whole goal setting at the stroke of midnight on New Year. If you do, that's fab. But for my reflection and goal setting process, it doesn't matter what time of year that you're at. So if you did miss the whole, it's a new year, new me, new goals thing, then let yourself off the hook. Um, because 
new goals and new intentions can be set at any time. Anyway, I'm not going to share my full process. This is actually something that I'm going to be teaching inside of Thrive Together, which is my upcoming membership that I'll be soon launching. But I am going to share part of the reflection method that I use before I get stuck into looking at my goals and looking at my priorities. So to dive straight in, it's really simple, but it does require you to be super clear and intentional on your overarching vision or what some people will call your why. And once you've defined that, and again, I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole other episode. Like I'm not going to go into that in a lot of detail, but once you've defined your vision and or your why, what it then enables you to do is look back over the whatever period of time it is that you're reflecting on. So for me, I do this monthly and it allows you to look back at the way you spent your time, the way you spent your energy, who you turned up as and just reflect on whether the way that you were being and the things that you were doing align with your why or your greater vision. So the reflection practice is really simple. It is simply, what do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? And what do I want to do differently? I've also heard this dressed up as stop, start, continue. So I'm going to firstly be honest with you and say, if you're not completely honest with yourself during this method, there really isn't much point. And that's why I mentioned before, you know, talking this out loud to someone, if you've got the the opportunity to, or if you're majorly skilled and have a lot of experience in calling yourself out on your own bullshit, then you'll be okay. But um, yeah, this is definitely a simple process, but it's not necessarily easy. (laughs) I say this because when I first started using this method, I was definitely too defensive to use it to its full potential. My ego took a bit of a battering in turn because you're you're reflecting and therefore, obviously, because you can't change the past, you're looking back and thinking, oh God, I can see how I got in my own way there. Um, Or, oh, I wish I didn't spend as much time doing X, Y, or Z because I'd be so much further along. So you've really got to have a growth mindset in, and, and be really honest if this is going to work for you. <laughs> and anyway, so this time I did the reflection and I did notice some resistance coming up around a few topics that I'm going to share with you today. And while I share this with you, I want you to keep the following at the front of your mind. When you do more of, less of, or different, if you feel resistance, if you feel attached to doing things a certain way or not doing something, Um, So if you feel resistance towards, you know, not doing something, but you actually know that it would probably be a good idea or doing less of something that you feel really attached to, or basically if you feel that you have to defend the value of doing or not doing something, go deeper, explore it, be curious with it. This is because all the while when we're going about doing our stuff, so by doing our stuff, I mean, you know, thinking the thoughts, having the emotions, believing the beliefs, feeling the feelings, taking the actions that we're taking, the things that we don't consciously reject, we subconsciously accept. The reason this is so important to me is because if we have stretching goals, if we have goals that are going to challenge us and progress us tangibly in our business and move us forward, then we have to look at the way we are turning up, the way that we are being. And 
that includes so many facets. It includes the way that we're spending our time, the way we're spending our energy, the beliefs that we're holding to be true. Um, and I suppose the way I, I would probably summarize this is we're either being intentional or we're not. It really is that simple. And when we're not being intentional, it's really easy to play out the patterns of behaviours that we're conditioned with. And so if we're really intentional with that kind of stuff, we can cultivate different outcomes and we can reach new levels, but it will take you showing up intentionally to do that. I hope that that makes sense and I haven't just rambled on. But anyway, keep that at the front of your mind. So in my list of things to stop doing or do less of, there was a lot of things relating to social media, a lot of things. And this was also the space that I, in my reflection, I found the most resistance. Now, none of this is going to make any sense if I don't share with you my bigger vision that I was focused on during this time, which was to support the transformation in as many leaders as I possibly can, because I know that when they do transform, it genuinely does help them thrive in life and business. The outcome of my work is actually how I named my business. So anyway, back to the point, if my goal is to create transformation for as many leaders in their lives and in their business as I can, I have to now reflect on the actions I was taking, the way I was spending my time and the way that I was showing up. So if we just class showing up as like the beliefs I was holding to be true about myself, <laughs> um, the behaviours, the feelings that I was feeling, all of it. Um, so back to social media then. This was a big one that came up with a shit ton of resistance. So if I dive into this in a little bit more detail, um, sorry, just before I do, there were so many things in my stop, start, continue or more of, less of, different. For this episode, I have intentionally chosen the pettiest because I want to demonstrate to you that the smallest change can generate quite big results and quite often it's not about the actual action that we're doing that we're changing it's more about the um, conscious intent that we're bringing to work or to our business on a day-to-day -day basis. Anyway so the social media piece <laughs> As I say, there was a load of resistance that came up. Let me give some context first to why this came up. So as a new business owner, you very quickly realise that whilst you might be shit hot at what it is you do, so if you're a plumber, you might be an amazing plumber, or if like me, you're someone who develops leaders and supports people with their mindset and growth, you might be great at that. And there might be many, many aspects of business that you're also great at. But if no one knows about you, if no one knows about your amazing plumbing services or your amazing coaching services, then, well, you screwed <laughs> because, because you've got no one, you've got no one to help right? So for me, there are two platforms that I will predominantly show up on. Um, so the first is Instagram and as a byproduct of that, Facebook as well, because I hit the button that says also share to Facebook. And the second is LinkedIn, albeit much less than, than Instagram. I suppose the third one is here on my podcast, but this is new. But anyway, <laughs> social media, I had seemed to have fallen into a trap of doing some 
very unproductive things. Um, and it's uncomfortable for me to share these with you, but I'm gonna. So on my do less of list or stop list, so I'd noticed in my reflection that there had definitely been times when I was looking around too much at what other people were doing. So comparing myself to other coaches or other leaders in my space. So I was doing a lot more of that than, than I wanted to be. I was thinking too much about the way that I might be perceived. So what that was causing was a lot of procrastination and a lot of not showing up at all, um, trying to show up as perfect, which we all know is completely unattainable and completely subjective. That's why it's unattainable. Um, <laughs> I was noticing that I was, this was a big one actually, I was noticing that I was creating content because of a social media algorithm that might fall out of love with me if I don't. So there's a big thing about showing up online where if you are consistent, then the Instagram algorithms will prefer your content and will push it closer to your target audience, basically. And I think what that can do if you fall, if you fall into the trap of feeling obliged to create content, I think it can dilute your, your messaging because you're not showing up because it's meaningful for you. You're showing up because you feel like you have to. And then the last thing that I noticed is I was giving too much away for free. I am going to add some context around this. Um, I created the inner work conversation, the podcast you're listening to right now, because I wanted to be able to offer leaders a safe space where they feel heard and they can recognise themselves. So you'll notice that my interviews, it's real talk. And this episode, for instance, it's not comfortable for me to share this stuff with you, but I want to. Um, and the reason that I want to is because I hear a lot of leaders say, oh, I think it's just me or, you know, it's only me who feels like this. And I know that's not the case, but they don't. They feel lonely in their own struggles and their own challenges. And so I am not saying I don't want to create things for free. I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be creating this podcast episode today. What I mean by I was giving too much away for free is I was falling into a trap, particularly in my DMs, in my direct messages on LinkedIn and on Instagram, where people were sharing their challenges with me and really had no intention of working with me as a coach and no intention of actually acting on the advice that I was even giving them in my messages. But they wanted the advice to be provided and so I would find myself having lengthy discussions with people in my DMs and you know supporting them I suppose um but then you know and then they'd go silent and then you know a couple of weeks had come bypass and they'd come back with the same challenges and the same struggles and it it became really clear to me really quickly that these are people who will happily take the free content. And, you know, even when I went back and said, well, you know, last time we, we chatted, I recommended this book. Did you, you know, have you acted on that? Or I, you know, I sent you this link to this podcast. Did you have a listen? Um, and they wouldn't have done it. And so I'm learning quite quickly that there are my target audience, which are people who want to create change for themselves and are willing to go through the uncomfortable growth to get there. And then there are people who seem to sort of want it done for them. 
<laughs> this all might sound a little bit harsh and I might listen back to this episode and think, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't have maybe framed it like that. But I'm just trying to be really honest. And I suppose the reason why I identified that as something that I wanted to stop doing, giving, a, give, you know, giving too much away for free, is while I'm in my DMs and while I'm having those conversations, I'm not doing something else. So while I'm saying yes to this, I'm saying no to that. So whilst these things were hard to admit to myself, there is so much power in the whole more of, less of, different method because the goals that you have that you want to move towards, they usually require a different version of you. So you know that whole concept around if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. Well, for me, my goals are stretching. They're really challenging. And so I was learning the harsh lesson of when I pick my phone up and I press on the LinkedIn app or the Instagram app, I had to start doing things different. And this is where the more of bit comes into play. So the things that I said that I wanted to start doing more of is I wanted to create before I consumed. I wanted to pick up my app with the initial priority being I'm here to create, I'm here to serve, I'm here to add value, then consume. <laughs> so I'm not saying like I'm never going to scroll through Instagram or I'm never going to scroll through LinkedIn. But why I'm saying is I'm going to prioritise being of service. I'm going to prioritise adding value over scrolling and comparing and my own insecurities. So therefore, that then meant that I had to stop picking up the app and aimlessly scrolling. I had to stop or, or do less of thinking about how I was being perceived um, and thinking, you know, how people are going to receive me if people think I sound unpolished or unprepared. And you know, doing things that were taking up my time but not necessarily adding value and not necessarily helping me to strive towards the ultimate goal that I had, the ultimate vision that I had. Um, And one of the really petty things that I wanted to share on this episode just to show you how powerful this work can be is something that I was doing on Instagram called Forehead Friday. So just for context, if you don't know what Forehead Friday is, it came from... There was a photo that I took, it was a selfie that I took on the beach one Friday, months and months and months and months ago, where I took the selfie and then wanted to put a caption. And because I've got a rather large forehead, not overly large, but large enough to write a caption, (laughs) I, um, I wrote a caption on it and it just became a thing. Every Friday I would post a photo of myself and I would write a a caption on my forehead that would either be thought-provoking or hopefully inspiring <laughs> and yeah and so that became a thing and when I looked back on so I log my time and I can look back on my calendar and see how I'm spending my time and when I looked back on my weeks and how productive I was being and What I mean by productive, by the way, is how I was intentionally spending my time. Um, And when I look back on that, I I was noticing that there was like 15 minutes minimum every week where I was taking a photo and posting a Forehead Friday. And I was chatting to someone about this the other day and they were like, well, 15 minutes is not a lot. And I was like, whoa, back up. (laughs) Firstly, the reason I block my time out is because there's something called switching costs. So that is the cost it takes your mental energy to switch in between tasks. And secondly, 15 minutes a week, every week, 
all year is 780 minutes. That's 13 hours a year. So that's like a day and a half of working time for me. So if I stop doing Forehead Friday and I use that day and a half differently, I think that that's quite a powerful consideration. And don't get me wrong, like I said before, that is a, a really insignificant example from my from my more of less of different list. Um, but the reason I'm sharing that one is because it's such a small thing that it can so easily be overlooked. And when I when I actually considered, well, why do I do Forehead Friday? Why <laughs> why do I even do that? Some of the stuff that came up was crazy. So I've got it written down here, so I'll just read it out. So I've written, people like Forehead Friday. If I stop doing it without explanation, people might think that I'm not capable of being consistent. It's part of my personal brand. I am adding value. And, <laughs> and when I looked at this list, I really was able to call myself out on my own bullshit. Um, and that is that is a skill, by the way, that is, in my opinion, a high priority of the list of skills to develop um, is being able to call yourself out on your own bullshit. So some of the like following notes that are around that are, how do I know people like Forehead Friday? And even if they do, just like the Kirkpatrick model has shown me for my whole learning and development career. So I'm going to link the Kirkpatrick model because you need to be able to visually see it. Um, so you can click on that now if you're listening. The podcast won't, well, it shouldn't stop. It should carry on. But what you'll notice is at the bottom of the Kirkpatrick model, it says, you know, did people enjoy the, the training? And so what I was noticing is if my intention is to help these people grow and transform, does Forehead Friday do that? And no, they might like Forehead Friday, but is it really helping them to grow and develop? No, it's probably not. Then next one, on the topic of um, <laughs> people might think I'm incapable of being consistent. What a load of shit that is. What a load of rubbish. That was obviously me worrying about how I'd be perceived. And I really don't think, that this is the thing, we think people are thinking about us more than they actually are. I think that's the case for a lot of us. And so it can keep us doing things that aren't actually serving us or other people. So I crossed that one off. And then the last two, which were, it's part of my personal brand and I'm adding value. This is what seems to happen every time that there's resistance. We try and bring out the big guns and the big guns <laughs> are how that how us defending that thing is actually attached to our commercial outcomes. So me saying, but it's part of my personal brand and I am adding value. That's just my last attempt to defend the thing that I didn't want to give up. So... <laughs> The reason I'm sharing all of that is because if your resistance to starting or stopping or continuing something comes from a place of fear, whether it's attached to worrying about what people will think of you or whether you think, you know, it'll mean that you're not good enough or you might fail, don't allow yourself to stop at that level of resistance. Just get really curious with it. If, however, you're resistant to giving something up or starting something because there's a genuine reason that is attached to your overarching vision, then that is definitely something worth listening to. 
But as you can see from that reflection, Forehead Friday isn't something that I've decided to continue doing because all of the reasons that I was maintaining that practice were all linked to fear. It was all linked to basically what will people think if I stop? And I think the... <laughs> The funniest thing is no one even cares for a start. And secondly, if I prioritise my overarching vision, it's actually not as helpful as I could be being. And it sort of goes back to what I was saying before around when we're saying yes to one thing, we're saying no to another a lot of the time. And so therefore, for me, a day and a half in my business, what that has meant for me is I am... I suppose using my time more consciously and that has allowed me to progress something that I've really wanted to do for a long time which is launch a membership and while it might seem like 15 minutes a week isn't really gonna change the world <laughs> and it's not it's it's less about that one thing and more about how consciously and how intentional you're being about the way that you're investing your time and energy I suppose and I suppose more to the point it is so easy to spin yourself a line and carry on doing the same things only to look back over time and on reflection know that you actually did know all along something wasn't right you know you were doing these things you were going with emotions but it wasn't taking you any closer to what you actually wanted and so, and the other thing I thought would be useful for me to mention in this episode is I also see this come up a lot with leaders and this isn't just my clients now. The, this comes up in leaders that I've worked with over the 15 years that I've been doing this, which, you know, it comes up in things like they have let a certain behaviour in their team slide and now it's out of control and it's actually a, a team culture and they've got a bigger problem on their hands to deal with or because they had personal resistance in having a difficult conversation maybe at the time. Same with performance. So, you know, they might have let change the goalpost because it's difficult to hold people accountable or even themselves. Like it might be hard to hold themselves accountable. So they change the goalposts and therefore over time, it just becomes accepted that we don't really, you know, do what we said we were going to do. And there's so many ramifications of that for all the way from performance and outcome and productivity all the way through to integrity of your word. So anyway, there's so many examples I could give, but I hope what you're hearing is that this process is a really simple one, connecting to your overarching vision and then looking back and reflecting on your actions, your thoughts and your beliefs and going through that, what do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? And what do I want to do differently in order to meet the goals that I'm now going to outline with an extra large side serving of calling yourself out on your own bullshit. <laughs> and this process can really help with that. That's just one example. But the reason that I wanted to share that with you is because it was so silly and so insignificant or seemingly insignificant that it, it would have been really easy to overlook. And I think that they're probably the most important ones. I have noticed with my own personal growth journey that it's not it's never been the big changes that have made the biggest difference. It's always been the smallest changes over time that have made the biggest impact. And so that's why I shared the example that I shared with you today, because there might be a goal that you're working towards, but there might just be certain things that you're doing or not doing that are hindering your progress towards that goal. 
Um, and so I hope that in me sharing this with you today, I hope that it encourages you to reflect on that too. And with that, I'm going to wrap up the episode because I didn't intend for this to be a long one. But I am going to come back in a month and share um, my next personal growth update with you. And hopefully by that time, I will have launched Thrive Together, which is my new membership that I've got coming up. I've had quite a few of you contact me to say that you're already interested in that. If you haven't contacted me, I would love to hear from you um, just so that I can get an understanding of how many people might be in the first intake. Is that what we call it in a membership? I don't know. So yeah, I would be really interested to hear from you. Um, anyway, without further ado, I hope that the rest of January goes really well for you. I've got some really great podcast episodes coming up for you um, by way of interviews and more solo episodes. So thank you so much as ever for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and found some key takeaways that you can implement into your leadership and personal development practice too. Any relevant links are in the show notes, but before you leave, I wanted to let you know that on Sunday the 17th of January at 8 o'clock UK time, I'm running a workshop in partnership with The Happiness Planner, where I'll be sharing how to stop self-doubt from holding you back. The link is in the show notes and it's totally free to join, so I'll hope to see you there. If this episode did resonate with you, please don't forget to click subscribe and consider sharing this podcast with another leader or business owner that it might help. Finally, if you'd like to stay up to date with me and what I'm up to, I'll leave all the links to my social media accounts in the show notes or head to my website, tlb.org.uk. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.